Hello, hi, this is me interrupting your life to talk about coronavirus, which still does not want to go away. Am I annoyed? Yes. Are you annoyed? Yes. But what are we going to do? Protect ourselves. I'm talking about the protective face shields that I've been told you all about. I don't know why you haven't got them already. If you're living in Khabaroni, Botswana, Zambeziku, Botswana has got something for you. The shield provides a clear barrier right in front of your face and it comes in five amazing colors. That is navy blue, maroon, black, white, and my personal favorite, teal, so that you can protect yourself and your children from coronavirus. Now, let me tell you this. This does not substitute your face mask that you already wear. This is like, if you don't want people all up in your space, all up in your grill, you wear your face mask and then you wear a protective shield on top of that, okay? I hear in Ghana people are looking for them everywhere, but don't worry. If you're living in Khabarone, Botswana, all you have to do is give them a call on plus two six seven seven four nine eight nine five double eight. They're going for only 55 Pula, and you know you gotta let them know that KWAME sent you, okay? Let's start the show. Ubatla Bojala, Ubatla Ferrari, Ubatla Dinepe, Ubatla Mari, Ubatla Bojala, Ubatla Ferrari. You get young, say when you suck, say your V lips get glossy. You my main, my dessert, and my entree to infinity and Beyonce. But then Yash and Nikki Minyash is big, big, big like what, 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 what? I said, and Yash and Nikki Minyash. It's big, big, big like iPhone 10 Plus. I am. Show you take your After that. Show you take your After that. Sex with me. Show you take your After that. Show you take your How you feel? Amazing. Show you take your After that. Show you take your After that. All right, y'all, grab your cups and get ready to discuss. Can we talk? Can we talk? Hallelujah, Hollaback Culture Kids, and welcome to Can We Talk, the podcast where we celebrate and critique the best in African music and internet culture. We do this every Saturday because Saturdays are for who? Me, K-W-A-M-E, um, also known as Official Kwame, formerly known as Kwame Kardashian, although I, I feel like I'm not ready to retire that name. I know I said I'd given it up, but I kind of still like it. For certain reasons, okay? And in case you do not know, I am a Ghanaian, Tanzanian, Pan-African entertainer, curator, and entrepreneur from Botswana. If you'd like to advertise on the show, all you have to do is send me an email. That is info.officialkwami at gmail.com or just get in touch with me via my Twitter or my Instagram. Send me a DM. My handle is at officialkwami and let's talk business. You see the ad that I did at the beginning of the show? That could be you. Right here, it could be you. The different segments in the show, it could be you. Whether you have food, fitness a skincare anything that you have to advertise any small business you have just bring it here get in touch with me we'll do it for you okay our rates are not bad at all oh welcome guys i have just been uh, i know this is kind of late depending on when you're listening to this because it was supposed to be out so much earlier <laughs> but i was actually at a listening session for a project that we're going to talk about later on. So make sure like you listen to this episode the whole way through. No breaks. Don't cut off when I'm saying, okay, bye-bye, see you next week. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hold on to the very end because it is something I want to talk about. I was at a listening session with um, Hamatan Rain for this new artist called Ricky Tyler who's signed to Def Jam Africa, which is in South Africa now. Yeah, we're not going to quite review his project, but I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a taste. So we'll get into all of that a little bit later. Uh, what have I been doing today? Today I've come up with something special. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, I was just listening to Amare's new track, Leave Me Alone, which I really like, produced by Kuvi and K2, if I'm not mistaken. And I was eating <laughs> because now I'm part of the thick club or i am trying to have i started working out yet no not quite but um i shall get there anyway so mostly what i've been working on this past week is this new character that i've created for a tiktok called facetime babe who is basically a young ashawo who loves life gist and enjoyments she gives advice on tips of everything from life to skincare to makeup, entanglements, <laughs> and everything in between. I'm excited. 
Um, it's been a lot of trial and error for me and TikTok. And I decided to choose a character or something. Because I was trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do on TikTok? You know, because everybody keeps on telling me how TikTok is a platform that was built for someone like me. Because I am just genuinely foolish <laughs> and like fooling and, and being entertaining. But um, this particular character that I've now created was inspired by my real life today. Um, well, just a series of events, and I guess me over the past couple of months of me just trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do on the platform. But um, I really like the look, the filter that I've chosen, the subject matter. I'm so excited. I was actually going to leave TikTok and try out Triller because I like to dance and listen to music, but TikTok really is where the money is at. Okay. And South Africa has clearly been putting in the budget. So I was like, I have to take advantage of that. And I didn't really want to do what everybody else was doing. I wanted to create original content that I think would be short and fun that I enjoy, that you guys would enjoy. And I also didn't want to just hop on trends. Um, so yeah, I was thinking, how can I share and educate while edu while entertaining you guys and myself um, at the same time, but then also bring value? So I think it came for me from just figuring out myself and ultimately my brand. And now I get it. <laughs> I see it and I'm ready to give it to you. So definitely watch this space. Um, FaceTime babe, my new TikTok character. Like I said, young a shower who loves life just an enjoyment. Basically, this is me. <laughs> I'm just giving it to another babe. Um, and you're going to see this new character on my Instagram and on my Twitter. I actually posted, I think, like a snippet thing on my first video on my Twitter. So you can go through my Twitter at official Kwame and check that out. Or just look for the, did I put a hashtag? I don't think so. Or just go to my TikTok, um, also official Kwame, and you'll see FaceTime Babe. Yeah, I have so much content that I can't wait to get into with you guys. Like so many ideas. And we might as well get into this. So at the beginning of every show, I get into my reflections for the week. The last week, we talked about happiness and joy and finding it. And how I feel that true happiness and joy comes from when you use your purpose, your skill, your talents to serve in service to something that is greater and higher than yourself. I think that's where you find true happiness and joy. And it's where I've personally found it. And for me this week, I've been on a journey of finding my brand. And I think after conversations that I've had with my good friend, uh, Nature Inga, I've noticed that when you're trying to figure out your brand or who you are or what you represent, I feel like in my case, at least, and you might be able to relate to this, I feel like it's easier for people to see it than it is for you. And it takes some digging and really doing the work. I think in order to find your brand, you really have to know yourself. And knowing yourself comes from times that we had, like the lockdown, where you just are forced to spend time with yourself and confront all of your experiences and your successes and your failures and everything, all of the things that make you who you are. And I think coming with finding out who you are and ultimately what your brand is, if you want to package and sell it, which we'll talk about in a second, is you have to ask yourself the questions like, what do you like? What are you drawn to? What consumes your time? What do you talk about? What do you spend your money on? What relaxes you? What picks you up when you're down? What do people look to you for? You know, what do you get the most responses to? You have to look at what you're, what you're drawn to, who you follow. Um, and even from who you follow, what is it about them um, that you would like to embody for yourself? What is it that you connect with? What do you want? What is it that you see in them that you would want to be like? And like I said, for me, it's taken a lot of trial and error uh, especially this year in particular, maybe over the past nine months, I've been doing a lot of, as you can probably tell, even from this journey in the mixtape, I've been doing a lot of personal and professional growth. Well, personal, which leads to professional growth, in my opinion. And I think there's nothing wrong with, especially when you have people that you're inspired by or look up to or want to emulate. I think there's nothing wrong with trying on a piece of this or that to help you figure out 
what or who it is that you're trying to become. I think that's where you begin to find yourself. And that's when you can now carve it out. And if you're, um, I guess, a content creator or entertainer or whatever it is like me, that's when you can figure out how to bottle and sell what makes you you because I think that's the best way to find your brand so that it's authentic and so that it's easy for you to continue doing so that you're you find and express it in ways that you're passionate whether it be in finance in your job in your business in how you present yourself what you wear what you talk where you go what you eat everything you know and for me, this journey started, if I think about it, honestly, a very long time ago, and I've probably re- referenced this on the podcast before. Um, South African media personality Bonang Mateba was once giving a talk or a speech or something of the sort that really stuck with me and has guided my life until now, where she said, you have to find out what it is about yourself that you like and then bottle and sell it you know figure out all those things that you like to do and find a way to get people to pay you to do it so for example one of the things that i've been looking at in myself personally and i've seen you people respond to on my instagram and through the podcast and things is my love for what i call a shawasem culture (laughs) which is uh like you know from your west african more specifically West African, early 2000s movies. And I've started to create content that displays that, like the introduction of um, FaceTime Babe that I'm now going to do on TikTok. And it inspired things like my love for, for music and my love for music helped me create this podcast and, and helped me make playlists where now I have a playlist of Africa 2.0, my playlist that I did with Tidal, the playlist that you've... Um, you guys have been enjoying on Apple Music um, via this podcast. You know, my love for life, enjoyment and documenting my life while I do all of these things is how I got to figure out who I am just by doing the things that I enjoy and um, with a little bit of, well, a lot of trial and error, um, been figuring it out ways to present that to you guys and share that with you guys because that's who I've always been and then also get you to pay me (laughs) to do these reviews and to uh, entertain you so I think if you are trying to figure out who or what your brand represents no matter what field it is that you're in no matter what it is that you do start by figuring out who you are and loving it and accepting all of it. I'm going to take this quote from Kiki Palmer, who I absolutely love. Big inspiration to me. Uh, this is the title of her book that says, Quiet the noise and find your voice. And then reach for the stars and you'll do amazing, sweetie. I mean, look at the material. you be the judge of it. <laughs> but yes, those are my reflections for this week. Um, shall we get into your prizzy do? Now, before we get into our prizzy do, I would just like to say that I am quite annoyed at myself. Why? Because I decided that I was not going to go shopping for any liquor because I was too lazy so that I can have a little bit of a sip sip while I'm, you know, recording this episode. I would have liked, because the thing is, I've been craving a Savannah all day. Savannah is a cider that we have in, that's really popular in Southern Africa. Oh my God. That's what I would love right now. Or at least like a chalasa, just a glass of wine. I should have had, but anyway, I did it to myself. Let's get into your president, a.k.a. your president. This is where we celebrate Africans doing dope work. This week, it is going to Jules, who is a Ghanaian British music producer and DJ. He has been invited to join the Recording Academy's class of 2020. When I say Recording Academy, I'm talking about the Grammys, okay? He has, he joins, sorry, over 2,300 other individuals in the music industry, including songwriters, engineers, producers, and performers invited to the Grammys as a voting member. At last, I feel like we have some of our own people inside who will understand our music. Now, Jules has produced and worked with artists such, produced for 
and worked with artists such as Lauren Hill, Sakodia, um, Wizkid, Stoneboy, Burna Boy, Efia, Tyler the Creator, Sango, the list goes on and on. Now, when I heard this news, I was quite excited because this brought me back to an interview that I once read that Angelique Kijo had done. And she basically alluded to the idea that the Grammys were looking at doing an African version, or she was suggesting it, because they are currently considering a French version of the Grammys. I mean, they already have the Latin Grammys. And if you look at the African continent, we have the genres, the content, and the culture to support it. So, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm Congratulations to Jules to be, ad, um, to be added as a voting member. And I really hope they actually do a gram, um, an African version of the Grammys. Because I would... <sighs> And I was pretty, the thing is, when I was growing up, I was just like, oh my gosh, Grammys, VMAs, what, BT, what, what, what. But now I'm a lot more concerned with our own award shows that award us. I mean, I still tap into, but I'm really only interested in the categories that have to do with us, right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I figured, and we all know it, that the Grammys are for white America. It's fine. Let them have their things and let's focus on ours. But if they were to do an African version of the Grammys, I would think they should definitely host it in South Africa. Strictly for a production value. Because in the way that they handle their award shows, top tier. My next guess would maybe be Kenya, maybe Nigeria, maybe Rwanda. Because I hear it's popping there too. Anyway... Um, Jules clearly, I don't know if at this point it's like Jules has stocks in this podcast because every week there we did discuss it, whether he's releasing music or he's doing something or what. He actually has a new song out, it's called Blessed. It features um Myra May and Doneo. So clearly there's an album on the way because I think was it lot no, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, he released another song called Water. Uh, featuring randy valentine that i like blessed i think i have to soak into it i haven't listened to it too many times so i want to sit with it and then maybe i'll give you guys my thoughts a little bit later i just have to say that his happy place ep is still my jush anyway let's get into i just shall we now i just is where we talk about everything that's happening on the african continent starting with well we talk about everything that you guys talk about on the on the african internet yeah Starting with Ghana, oh god, so the Minister of Gender, Children and Social Protection has strongly condemned the disgusting utterances made by, in quotation marks, Councillor George Luthrot about rape victims. Mr. Luthrot on national television this past week said that every rape victim enjoys the act. <laughs> Now, according to a statement signed by the Honorable Minister Cynthia Morrison, there is no justification for him to make such a mal- uh, what maligning statement on television or in private. And she called on the National Media Commission to ban him from making appearances on shows. Now, the minister went on to describe his views, well, Councillor Luthrot's views, on the subject of rape as disgusting and his person as a threat and danger to the general public what many critics say is the perpetuation of rape culture. Duh. Now, uh, it went on to stay in the statement that she released that we also call on him to unreservedly retract his um, insensitive comments and apologize to the general public. Furthermore, the ministry is demanding that the Ghana Psychology Council initiate steps to sanction him. And I completely agree as to why people have still had this man on radio and television shows for the past couple of years, far too long. I have no idea because he is just... Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, damaging. Horrible and he's married. Like, if he says these kind of things about women and rape victims, I can't imagine what is happening in his household and why radio and TV stations continue to have them or have him on their shows. I do not understand. Bro, it can't be about ratings. You cannot lower your standard to the point where you're allowing someone as dangerous as this on public, national television 
for the sake of ratings and views and discussion. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. It's honestly disgusting to me. And if he has some sort of business or something of the sort where he's counseling people using all of these ludicrous, disgusting remarks, I advise that they put a stop to it somehow. He's got to pay. If anything, arrest the man. Anyway, moving on to Senegal. Mm. Legendary boxer Mike Tyson sat down with Senegalese singer and songwriter Akon in the latest episode of his Hot Boxing podcast. Now, he made a shocking revelation saying that he did his ancestry and realized that he was never an American, but rather Congolese. Let's listen and then we'll discuss. I did my ancestry. Did you? You did? Yeah. Recently? I'm a n- from the Congo. I was just about to say you look Congolese. Bro. Really? I was. He got yeah. hard about Congolese. I'm a n- from the Congo. Ain't that some bullshit? No, it's not. No. Yo, bro. listen. Can I tell you something no. about the Congolese? This is why they at war today. Huh. The Congolese, these dudes kill gorillas with their bare hands. Yeah. That's why Mike sense. was so strong. Yeah, bro. for sure. Bro. That inner, that <laughs> man, sure. it didn't matter. Yeah. Pop done. Yeah. Congolese, you are gonna find a whole bunch of mics over there. Akon, bro, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like... Is Akon trying to get money from Mike Tyson for his Akon City or for his Acoin cryptocurrency or something like that? Because, like... I don't know about y'all, but I have never in my life... And I haven't met too many Congolese people, but I have never in my life... Forgive me if I'm ignorant and uneducated and I do not know. I highly doubt that they are Congolese men just walking around willy-nilly just ripping gorillas apart. That, huh? mm. Mm. Is he trying to butter up Mike Tyson or something so that he can get a little bit more funding for his days or something? And Mike Tyson sounded hella excited. He sounded like, ah... So that's why I be biting the ears of people. <laughs> like, bro. Listen, I asked Siri, I googled it, and I have been searching for a Congolese person to ask if this is true. It sounds a little bit far too far-fetched for me to believe. Okay, Akon, we can calm down now. Okay. Let's see the bricks and the cement that you have bought for the city now. Anyway, moving on to Nigeria. Of course, you know we're going to talk about him again this week because he's been making headlines. A Nigerian man accused of multi-million dollar fraud and money laundering by the United States was apparently kidnapped by the FBI from Dubai, according to his lawyer. Ramon Oluruna Abbas, known to his 2.5 Instagram followers as Hush Puppy, and another suspect um, who goes by the AKA Mr. Woodbury were arrested in Dubai where they lived in June, right? We know this. We've been talking about this, okay? Catch up. Now, the United Arab Emirates has no extraditing extradition treaty with the United States, but Dubai police said that they had been extradited to the US. Now, a spokesperson for the US um, Department of Justice told press that Hush Puppy was expelled from Dubai but was not extradited. And he did not, but he did not answer how um, Hush Puppy actually ended up in US custody. Now, let's get into what we came to talk about, okay? Mr. Puppy, as I'm going to call him, <laughs> his lawyer um, told press that his client, Mr. Puppy, <laughs> who posts on Instagram about his extravagant lifestyle, was not a criminal, but made his money legitimately. Now, the defense lawyer's argument is that Mr. Puppy was paid by designer brands for promotion and has set the stage for what promises to be a long trial in American courts. He also says that, or alludes to his reasoning that Mr. Puppy was kidnapped by the FBI and taken to the US and not extradited. <laughs> Bro, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Personally, yeah, I failed to believe <laughs> that a little bit like, you get me, 
it's not connecting. I fail to believe that, and if I'm wrong, I stand to be corrected, that's fine. But I highly doubt that Mr. Puppy was paid by Gucci, Versace, Louis Vuitton, and what have you to advertise their products. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people who I believe that they probably are sending stuff to because, you know, influence age. Hi, hello, Donatella, send me some stuff. But I highly doubt that Mr. Puppy <laughs> is one of the people that they have on their payroll. I highly doubt that Gucci or Gucci <laughs> or Donatella Versace or the CEO of like Louis Vuitton or whatever <laughs> has... <laughs> Mr. Puppy on their PR list. I highly doubt that that is the case. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for I just let me have a quick sip of my water since I was too stupid to go and get myself a real drink today. And then we shall get into the review. Watch out! I used to do robberies back in the days. I still haven't changed my ways. Uh -uh. Still tryna double the paper, yeah. Hard fire, man, we have a bond down this. Every day when you're walking down the street, bad man still a lock it on them ways. Hard girl still a skank in the place, yeah, man, that's how we do it. I don't look up to no older. Move bangs, left that's the holder. Everything free, got good CCs. She only love me when she gets a double C. Yeah. You want to beef to live life when life. Pop out the car, pop the boot. Big that can kick back like gin. Can we kick back, baby? Shot some gin. Okay, guys. Guys, okay. Guys. Guys, okay. Yeah? Shall we review? Roots by NSG. I have been waiting to talk about this mixtape for quite a while. For me, it sounds like an album, but we'll get into that in a bit. I know I've been teasing it for two, maybe three weeks, maybe a little bit longer. I don't know how long it's been out, but I've been spinning it for quite a while. I did tell you before that I started about halfway through and I was already feeling and getting into the vops. But now I've had a proper, like, you know, sit with it, dance with it, shower with it, live with it, so that I can give you guys my proper full review, yeah? Now, this is the group's debut mixtape, and it sees the East, London, East Londoners' spirited and chameleonic rap lend the driving seat to any of its members at any moment. Now, I didn't know this. Apparently, NSG in its earlier days, well, they in their earlier days had 15 members i was like ah are they coming to start a k pop group or what's going on but now they're down to six which com um comprises of puppy abs crudes mix jib if i'm saying his name right mojo and ogd and dope yes oh boy listen first of all i don't know who is who i'm not going to lie but listen okay when i tell you that i started at track eight when I first listened to this, because track 8 is Porsche, which if you guys have paid attention is in uh, the mix list, I was already like, ah, can this even get any better? So I've been sitting with it and revisiting it. I would like to say that I appreciate the diversity that they have in the group because they are also uh, like half of the members are from Ghana. Some of them are from Nigeria. And I think it was just a very interesting take on UK hip hop. And I also appreciate the fact that everybody has a first, you know? This is not like the Pussycat Dolls where it's just Michelle. I'm sorry, not Michelle. Um, Nicole singing the whole time. Everybody here gets a chance to shine, which I appreciated. Now, what you guys just heard at the beginning was the opening track, which is a daring reggae song called Political Badness, and it features Randy Valentine, who you may have heard on Jules's Water. And I have got to say that listening to this project was a very pleasant surprise. They are no bad songs at all. At all. There are just some songs that I like more than others, such as this one. Yeah. She break away, I don't I don't mind if you got a loaf of pot. 
Dark skin girl like Lupita I'm in a spaceship, I fly Jupiter If I ever done you wrong, you deserve it Baby girl, the loving you deserve it I be joking every day and it was worth it I be joking every day and it was I definitely think that that song is going to be a single. That is called Lupita. I love the fact that they're talking about food pies and black beauty and everything. Did you get there some 90s vibe from it, especially with the saxophone in the back? I like it. Um, it's followed by another song that caught my ear called Nonsense. And that song, I think, is something that everybody can relate to. It's for all of you, the haters that you had when you were growing up or in your school or you're trying to do something. They say, oh, you are a month shit. Or you ain't going to be nothing. Or you think you're going to go somewhere. No, it's not, it's not going to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen for you like that. And then you get to that point and it's like, eh, uh-huh. What, what was that that you were saying? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear I couldn't hear you through the amount of stacks that I'm counting. I couldn't hear you through the BMW that I'm driving. I couldn't hear you through the orange culture that I'm wearing. Sorry, I, it's not... You get me? It's not connecting, bro. <laughs> but yeah, then you get into the second half of the project, which is where I started. And I think it's so much better than... Not that the first half was bad. But as you slide into the second half of the project, I think it gets so much better. There's a song in there called Drunk Guitar that was produced by Legendary Beats. Woo! It is it. Okay, I'm going to play it for you guys just a little bit later. So hold on. Don't worry. Just remember, I've told you that it's the one, yeah? And that song is just giving me, like, if you're sitting in some corner B in Lagos, like some sort of speak easy club somewhere 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 that's that's the song for that also another song that um caught me was georgia which is definitely inspired by georgia smith it's a dance hall sort of smooth private date at the beach with your close friends kind of vibe you know when everybody brings their somebody and you just go on like a saturday sunday and you sit there watch the sunset you roll one smoke one pour some what's what's what that's is for there you get me and then there's another song called Samba that I think is a jam. If you like OT Bop and Porsche by them, you will like Samba. So I feel like, shall we do Tinder? Let's do that and then I'll give you my final thoughts. final thought isn't tinder a jam though it is right i immediately added it to my playlist like first i was listening to it and then you know when you're on your apple music and you just click the downloads I mean when i click the this thing i mean don't download it yet but just keep it there so that when i revisit the album i know that that's one of the songs i want to listen to so it plays like that you know but then after listening a couple of times i was like you know what just keep it permanently inside my phone let it be there my final thoughts, um, I think for me, this is definitely not a mixtape. It definitely sounds like an album. I love the way that it flows. I think in the sonics and the subject matter, it's quite diverse. Well, as diverse as they could be. <laughs> they talk about things like girls and the hustle and a lot of off-white, which is clearly their favorite designer brand. Um, I will say that not all of the verses and the lyrics are the best, but we'll take it. It's fine. It's diverse. Because there's six of them. It's okay. And I would like to say that also, I love how each song of theirs carries their signature in delivery and in sound. But you never get bored of it. I think they worked with enough varied producers and their sort of veteran producers for it to really just flow and just take you on a journey. I'm making it sound like so much more of a story than it is. Listen, the album slash mixtape is full of jams, okay? I would like to say, though, that visually, I would like them to get a creative director if they don't have one already, or maybe find other people to work with, okay? I'm speaking in my tiny little voice because it might be unpopular opinion. Anyway, so, because I think they have such strong singles, I would love to see the videos carry them as strongly as they are. Well, as the songs are. Because almost any song... 
almost any song on this project could be like a smash single, you know? And I feel that since there is six of them, there is so many different ways that you can explore their various personalities and show them off so that everybody gets to connect with whoever it is they connect with or just gets to get to know them as individuals within the collective that is NSG. You know, I would like to see things other than just them on the block outside, like a block of flats in designer clothes and fancy cars you know i think there's so much more especially with their subject matter that they could do there even though it's just really about like girls the hustle and uh, off-white <laughs> i think there's a lot more that they could explore creatively when it comes to visuals they don't have to do too much but yeah let's hope they're getting the rights directors to pull off the visions for the videos also with the amount of guitars and horns and the um that you've seen on like maybe some or heard on some of the slower jams on this project i would actually like to hear them collaborate with jewels i feel they would connect and they would vibe but uh what's the score hmm actually went a little bit higher than what i had initially scored it I will give it a very fair, very strong 7.8 out of 10. Tracks that you have to add to your playlist like now. <laughs> definitely Tinder. Definitely Porsche. Definitely Drunk Guitar. And then if you want to add a couple more, I would say Georgia, Samba, Grandad, and then perhaps Lupita and Nonsense as well. Do you, do you see how many tracks that is? That could make a whole EP. Would like a mini album or something uh, anyway uh if you would like to advertise with us on the podcast or you'd like us to review your project i like how i say us when it's really me but it's you guys too because we do this together abby if you'd like to advertise with us or you'd like me to review your you'd like us to review your project all you have to do is send me an email at info.officialkwami at gmail.com or just hit me up on my social media on twitter or instagram that is at official kwami okay uh we have a little bit more in the show i told you guys that we have something special coming up i'm going to be talking about where's the distance ricky tyler he has a new album coming out so make sure you don't move don't end anything you have to listen to the very end even when i'm saying goodbye don't pass switch it off you hear me okay so let's finish off with drunk guitar and then we'll get into your what's up broadcasts I don't know who hit me, pop to the gal Messing with the money, then you're messing with the plan Oh no, you know, that's a no-no Something gotta go I don't know her, but she's sucking at the gal uh, She love the money, loving all the man Oh my, wrist so cold Oh my, nigga, fuck On a weekday, we still get turned just one take with nine of my jeans Now we in the moments with nine like this So many guys don't want me succeed Now spend your budget on LV That shit, you can be my next move now nah. I can be your idea of an intruder Do you see why I saved the best for last? Have I ever told you a song is a jam And it has not been a jam? If you didn't like it and I told you that it was nice, it means you don't have taste. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. I'm not. Uh, moving on to your WhatsApp broadcast. This is not the fake book news that you read. This is recommendations that you actually need. Starting off with what to watch on African Netflix. I've been meaning to get into this film for quite a while because there was a lot of hype about it. A Sugar Rush, which is a 2019 Nigerian crime action comedy film. Written by Jade Sola Osiberu and Bumni Ajakie and directed by Kayori Kasum. Now, the film stars Adesua Etomi, Bisola Adeyola, Bimbo Ademoye in the lead roles, as well as Toby Bakare as Andy, Toke McQueen, who I absolutely love, my queen, my president, as Gina, Banky Wellington, aka Banky W, as the White Lion, and Mauli Gavor from Ghana as Dan. Now, the storyline is the Sugar Sisters accidentally discover $800,000 in the house of a corrupt man. In the next couple of days, they start to spend some of the money only to get into more and more trouble when the mafias come to claim their stake of the money. So, I will just warn you now, there are absolutely no spoilers, okay? I'm going to give you guys 
a fair enough review without telling you too much of what actually happened so that you can go and watch it because I think you should. Okay. So overall, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought there was great production, great direction, and the cast was so good. Like the casting, the pairing of the people, I think was great. I could, the chemistry between all of them was really good. But for me, yeah, and a couple other people agree that towards the end, the writing for me didn't really make sense. I feel as if they added too many characters connected to the money, the $800,000, which felt like a desperate attempt to tie all the characters to each other, which I didn't think they necessarily had to do in the film. And more so, towards the end, there is uh, something that happens in a movie that's very typical of West African films. And I was just like... It, it seemed as if they thought, hmm, how can we make this more entertaining? And then ah, they threw this inside. And especially because they were doing so well with showing a modern African film. And then you bring it back to your typical African film storyline. Like throwing us back to the early 2000s, which I love in um, African filmmaking. But it's like, ah, bro, we didn't have to go there. Like, the storyline was good enough. You get me? If you understand what I'm saying, then you get it. Anyway, I think the lighting and the stunts and the production, like I said um, earlier, was A1. Um, but like I said, what started as such a great storyline felt very rushed towards the end. I feel like they created a lot of loopholes that didn't necessarily have to be there. And they connected all of the characters, which also I didn't think have to be so. And then they introduced like other storylines of how the sisters are connected to White Lion, who's connected to their father. And it's like, your neck bone's connected to your what bone? It's like, bro, it's okay. All right. Because the storyline as they were building it was so good. The character development was so good through at least maybe the first and the second act of the film. And though it is a comedy I felt as though some of the series of unfortunate events that the main characters went through, the three sugar sisters, were a bit unnecessary and too far-fetched. I feel that even though a lot of the situations were made for comedic relief, at the same time, let's try make it believable, especially because the characters are so relatable and so your everyday sort of girl but anyway overall i thought the acting was good i think the chemistry with the girls was great Toki Macrina actually surprised me she was not bad at all i would like to see i can't believe that this is her first acting role but i think this was um the perfect perfect role for her to start with i think she did um, a pretty decent job with it i would like to see her um do more banky w i did not even recognize he looks taller and has definitely lost weight. Uh, not that he looked bad before, but just seeing him in this role, I thought he was Jadena. <laughs> but mm, I hate to do it, but I'm gonna do it anyway because you know I'm honest. I'm not gonna drag nobody, I'm gonna be fair. Now, unpopular opinion, maybe. For me, Maoli Gavor, who I love, and have um, interacted with in person. Uh, I would say he's a... Okay, I would... I, uh, yeah, I would say interacted with in person. I'm not going to say he's like an acquaintance of mine. We don't like hang out and like kiki and play the guitar, okay? But um, yeah, we've just like been in the same space. Anyway, him in this particular role, and I haven't seen too much of his other work, I'm not going to lie, but in this particular role of him playing Dan... I feel as if he was acting more with his face and the tone of his voice than with his physicality. Because he, for me, was... I could understand how he was reacting as a character in his face and in his tone and what he was saying. But his physical reactions that were coming from his body or his movements, his reaction times were me for so much slower than his facial and his and his dialogue and his tone and things. And this is me just nitpicking. I just feel that it could have been quicker. And even, which surprised me, because even towards the end 
of the film, even the editing you can tell was kind of rushed. Like there were certain scenes or certain shots that I personally felt uh, didn't have to drag as long as they did and they could have been choppier and faster like they were um, towards the beginning of the movie. But apparently they did announce that the movie was going to be released on Christmas Day last year in 2019 before they had even started shooting the film which I thought was very bold but I think overall they did a pretty good job um most people were giving it rave reviews I'm honestly because of the amount of loopholes and the storyline and just some unnecessary things I'm gonna give it a very fair 6.5 out of 10 because like I said, it was setting me up to be... It was all-round entertaining. You are going to laugh and enjoy this movie. But uh, there are things that could have been better. Okay? And we are here to critique anyway. But yeah, that's what to watch on Netflix. Sugar Rush. Go check it out. I highly recommend it. Especially because it's like two hours long. It's not like your typical uh, movie of like, you know, they do like an hour and a half. The two hours, I think, was fair. Although, they could have chopped off, like, 20 minutes, though. Because, like I said, some of the scenes were... Anyway, let's move on to music, okay? Let's talk about the playlist. Now, we are still doing the Spotify playlist for you guys. Because I feel like y'all have to get into it. I work really hard on this playlist. And I want you to love it. Because it's amazing, okay? Now, it is a playlist that I curated um, for art culture publication, Africa 2.0. Inspired by the voices and activism of Black Lives everywhere the extensive list features biographical inspirational african music both classic and contemporary by iconic artists of african heritage from multiple genres of music in celebration and solidarity of our black brothers and sisters worldwide there is a little bit of everything inside there for everyone that is from the african continent on the or the diaspora or anyone outside okay it's 20 tracks of just telling our story is a little bit of Angelique Kijo, obviously. <laughs> she starts to play us because, hi, super fan. Um, there's some Burner Boy in there, Shasa Wale's in there, Missy Easy's in there. Um, I don't know if they. Brie Runway. Did I put Brie Runway in there? I can't remember. Go and get the playlist. If you use Spotify, the playlist I've is for you, okay? It is called Africa Our Stories, and you can find it via the link in my bio of any of my social media pages, okay? Just click on the little link tree that's in there. It'll tell you, Africa, our stories, A2.0. Got you. Thank me later. Moving on to the mix list, which is a one-hour plug-in-and-play mix by ADDJ, hosted by me. From start to finish, listen, I had a full concert in my room, <laughs> in my bedroom. This past Friday, I think some of you might have seen it on my IG stories. I have started, I've opened a new club. It is called Club Kwame. And I have the time of my life, okay? I come prepared with um, full performance, costume changes, and a water bottle as a microphone, okay? And I spin the mix list and I have the time of my life. So if you guys would like to get into it, just straight jumps, buck to buck. You don't want to know shaking what, or maybe you're going to a party. A small intimate gathering with your friends or you're in the shower, you're driving somewhere. I don't know what is ever it is that you are doing. You just need one hour where you don't have to touch the playlist. You just plug it up, play this one, okay? It's called The Mix List and you can also find it uh, via the link in any of my bios on social media. Moving on to the reading list for this week, ID Magazine um, has an article on Nolly Babes, which is a Nollywood fashion archive account that you need to know. Now, it documents the most iconic looks and moments in Nigerian film history, and it is sort of like an Instagram encyclopedia account that serves as an ode to the industry's biggest female stars. We're talking about your Genevieve Naj, your Tuntu DK, everybody day inside. Okay, there's another one that I really like also called Young Nollywood. And then there's a Ghanaian one that I like, but I was trying to find a handle. I can't remember what it is. But anyway, if you guys would like to check that out and you like Ashawasem culture, as I call it, make sure you check out the ID Magazine article. I will tweet and leave a link in my Instagram highlights for you. So make sure you're following me on social media. Like, I don't know why you're not already. Next up... Hmm, I did talk about this last week that we might do a CP by Kamido or maybe Mikasa's We Made It album. Also, Victoria Kimani has a EP project, something, something out that I've wanted to check out. So maybe we'll do that. But 
I know we're going to do this. I've been saying hold on to the very end so that we can talk about this, okay? So I was invited to an exclusive listening session um, via Zoom, which was interesting, of South African rapper and Def Jam Africa signee Ricky Tyler. He has a new album coming out called Small World. I think this might be his debut, actually. I can't remember because the Zoom call was very long. And like I said, it was hosted by... Um, Apple Music curating partner, Hamatan Rain. I have just got to say, from what I have heard, because the album drops on the 16th of July, so you guys can pre-order it now. From what I have heard, I'm going to tell you this. These are the songs that you need to hear, okay? We're probably going to review it on, on, on the podcast. But these are the songs that you need to hear. Wind and Fire is a jam. And this other song called High Hopes. And why I really like the song um, not only because of the sonics of it and the lyrical content, it's also because uh, as I was in this Zoom, <laughs> which is a very new experience for me, um, a Zoom listening session, uh, when Ricky Tyler was talking about this particular song, I hope he was talking about how his, I think it's his, no, his niece, not his sister, it was his niece, who is very, very young and tried to commit suicide. So this song was him speaking out to her and just telling her how he will always be there for her. And it just touched me in my heart and my spirit. And it's just honestly such a great song. I was telling them um, in the Zoom call that this is the kind of song that I would love to see him perform live with a band and like the right, like dimmed lighting. You know, when you're like an artist, like maybe mid to halfway, cut that to the end of like a showcase or a performance. And then they do like a young, like, okay, let's slow it down. Let's do an acoustic. Da, 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 da. High Hopes is that song. Such, such a good song. I was going to play it for you guys, but <laughs> they have not given it to me. So I'm going to play you another song. Yeah, just give you a little sneak peek. It's called Peach Nut. And this song, he says, was inspired by an Instagram baddie <laughs> that had done him wrong or had like flexed on him or something like that. So I'm going to play you that, and I guess that brings us to the end of Can We Talk the Podcast. Thank you for making it this far. I told you not to touch. Don't touch. Don't touch the distance yet. You have to hear this song before we go. And yeah, so maybe perhaps next week we shall discuss Ricky Tyler's um, Small World, because I haven't really listened to it and sunk into it a bit. But I don't know. You know, I might change my mind too. Um, don't forget to follow me on social media. That is at official Kwame on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. Now that I found out what the hell I'm going to do on there with my new character, FaceTime Babe. Who is really the girl? I think you're going to like her. She's in a show, she's loud, she's messy, and she loves life and enjoyment. So if you guys have any questions, any she'll be giving you tips and tricks on just what to do in your life, and since like I've already told you. Anyway, shout out to Zambezi Group Botswana for sponsoring the show as always. Make sure you guys stay safe. Don't forget K W A M E. Keep winning and mother effing everything. Cause I know when the sun comes up, she treats me like the stranger.